Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I'm Shannon, and I am here with Stacy, Sarah, Mika, and Brooke, and we are looking ahead to the month of May, which is full of fantastic books. So Natalia was supposed to be here with us today, and she was unable to join us, so I will pop in and talk about her books as well as mine, so you'll have to hear from me twice each round instead of just once, but... That's okay, because it's great, great books that she was going to talk about. So, before we dive in here, let us go through the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And now Brooke will start us off, followed by Sarah, then me, Mika, then Stacy. Then I will come back and talk about Natalia's books to end the round. So Brooke, whenever you are ready. So the first book that I'm going to talk about is Killing Mind, D.I. Kim Stone, number 12 by Angela Marsons, and it comes out on May 13th, which is my sister's birthday. It's my anniversary. So so it's both an exciting and sometimes not so exciting day. So (laughs) this book is a book that I'm really, really, really looking forward to because I love, love, love the Kim Stone books. And well, I've read them all, so I need a new one. So this book um, has Kim Stone and her team um, looking into a case where people are, well, obviously people are dying. So they, they're called to a, to, um, sorry, they're called to a home where they find a woman with her throat cut and the knife is by her hand. So automatically, Kim thinks, oh, this is, this is a suicide, so it's not really our case. We'll close the case. Um, while talking to this woman's parents, she learns some things, and then she also realizes that there's some other things that the parents aren't sharing. So it kind of makes her wonder, hmm, what, like, what's going on? Um, And then she sees a picture that also gives her a clue that kind of makes her think, hey, I think I made a really big mistake, and this is actually a murder. Well, I don't know how much longer later, but 
there's a guy who is found dead in some water of a body of water and he also has his throat slashed and of course we realize that hey these two cases are are um related um and somehow she gets um her and her team they realize that these cases are related to this like um kind of like retreat it's called the unity farm and it's like where people can go that are having like mental health issues and they can go and they can learn some alternative kind of therapies and stuff like that but they realize that something sinister is happening at this retreat and that the retreat um, organizers or whatever you call them they're targeting people that have emotional that are like unstable emotionally so the only way that Kim and her team think that they can kind of solve this case is by having one of them go undercover. So they get Stacy. I assume it's Stacy because it says she. So Stacy goes undercover, but she realizes that they're starting to get to her. And so Kim starts worrying about Stacy and needs to figure out how to solve this case while also keeping her, uh, her teammates, um, like her part of her team safe. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Bryant, another of the t um, member of the team, he, there's a case that comes up that's very, very true to his, like very close to his heart. And so he's kind of distracted by this. So Kim and her team must help like kind of figure out like how to extract Stacy while also solving the case. And then Bryant, I assume, is trying to solve his case. And it just looks really, really good because um, as Shannon has said, like, she really likes cults. And I think yes. this is probably very <laughs> culty. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. So this is Killing Mind, D.I. Kim Stone, number 12, by Kim Mar oh, sorry, by Angela Marsens. And it comes out on May 13th. It's culty and people are undercover. I know, it looks good. And it's like terrifying and great. <sighs> I have a question. Okay. Yeah. And only my twin cannot answer. What is my favorite kind of family in a book? A found family? <laughs> Shannon wins the prize. So the first book I'm going to talk about, I think they're going to develop a found family, but it's going to be a lot of heartbreak and a lot of probably really, really awkward blunders along the way. Um, and I'm probably going to ugly cry when I read this. So it is called Family for Beginners, and it is by an author with a beautiful name, Sarah Morgan. <laughs> and family family for beginners comes out on may 5th and it is the story of flora who falls in love with a man named jack but when they get together she has some things to deal with that maybe not everybody would have to deal with so first of all jack has a pretty cranky teenage daughter which uh that would be a little stressful and she also has to live in the shadow of Jack's immortalized first wife, Becca. Oh. 
Sounds like Rebecca de Winter. I know, (laughs) maybe it is. That's what I was just thinking. So, because we're twins. Yes. Because we're twins. Yes. Except for, thank God, Rebecca de Winter didn't have any children because she was not a nice person. But anyway, so every summer, Jack and Becca used to, it said holiday, but I want to say vacation because it, if I say they holiday with, well, yes, it just sounds awkward when I try to say holiday. It just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. So they vacation with Becca's best friends every summer. And I, I don't know if Jack is just completely like oblivious, but he would like to continue that tradition and would like Flora to be part of it. So oh now God. she has to go. I know. So now <laughs> she has to go and holiday with a cranky teenage girl. And all of Becca's dearest friends. And she's like this interloper. And she's like, the harder she tries to like please everybody and like fit in and rise to the occasion, like the worse it gets. But as the summer kind of goes on, um, she starts to really push her own boundaries and she starts to realize, and maybe they do too, but I don't know because I haven't read the book yet. (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> that this this you know a new group may be okay and it just might end up okay but i have a feeling there are going to be some like like wailing with my mouth open which i don't really do moments and um some like awkward like don't do that like awkward laughter moments but I really like Sarah Morgan and I'm super excited for this book um so it's called Family for Beginners by Sarah Morgan and it comes out on May 5th and I will be buying this one right away so I have a question about this so have any of you heard of mud wrestling what? Because there was some twin mud wrestling to decide who got to talk about this book. And if you believe that, I have some waterfront property somewhere. But no, I'm really excited about it too. Like I cannot wait. I cannot wait to read this. And um, I, I don't know. I love her like family dynamic books. She does one of these yeah. a year, I feel like. Um, was it what? Uh, not Buried Secrets, Family Secrets. No, um, it, it was how the to secrets, Keep a Secret. How to Keep a, keep a Secret. A se- that was so good. I think yep. I cried in that one too. It was really good. Yeah. And there I were sisters. I know. I can't wait to read this one now. <laughs> so my first book is one that Brooke originally wanted. And I, <laughs> I had to um, tell her that, you know, she, she stole my witch book. Speaking of and, uh, <laughs> Yes. And I, I really, really wanted it. So she kindly decided that I could have it. And I am very, very grateful. I'm the nice Canadian. So my first pick tonight is This Coven Won't Break These Witches Don't Burn Book 2 by Isabel Sterling And this is Young adult lesbian romance Featuring witches In contemporary Like present day Salem And it's Like Salem is very magical In these books so the whole like witch mystique kind of lives on in Salem. And so Hannah is our main character and she is a witch and she's part of a coven and she's not allowed to reveal her magic to people who are not also magical. 
So in the first book, she is struggling because this girl that she's been like best friends with and also kind of hooked up in a relationship with has decided to be with somebody else. And so she's very, very sad about this. But she ends up meeting someone new while trying to defeat a very dangerous enemy who has come to Salem. So I can't tell you too much about book two, except to say that it picks up pretty directly after um, the events in These Witches Don't Burn. So it's definitely a book that you want to read, a series that you want to read in order. I'm sorry, Mika, but it's true. And um, I just love everything (laughs) about this. I love the first book. It was like one of my favorite reads of 2019. Yes. And I've just been waiting and waiting for the second one to come out. And I keep thinking like, oh, maybe it'll come a little early. Maybe, you know, it'll be out by now. And finally, it's almost here. It will be out on May 19th. So once again, it is This Coven Won't Break, These Witches Don't Burn, book two. And it's by Isabel Sterling. May 19th seems like a popular day. May 19th is a very great day. I just need all of our listeners to be aware that when this book appeared on the list <laughs> that Shannon sent out, I practically tripped over myself and knocked over everyone else. Like to, bowling pins. <laughs> to, to say that I wanted it. I usually pick our, my books the last. This time I was like, if anyone takes the murder bat. so my book is network effect Murderbot diaries number five by martha wells and it comes out on may 5th so let me tell you about the murder bot i have been telling these lovely ladies my fellow book beastresses, that they must read this book. And so if you have read this book, I need you to tell them this as well. So the Murderbot series is basically about the most antisocial, introverted Murderbot that has ever Murderbotted. I love it so much. It is, it is considered science fiction. The only, when the first book in the series starts, literally the only thing that it wants to do is binge watch its 35,000 hours worth of media contact, um, content. And I forget the name of the book of the series that it likes to watch. Um, I feel like it's based on Sailor Moon, but it's called something else. It's like Space Moon or I just can't remember it right now, but it is. It loves it. And um, the murder, the murder bot does not have friends. It has associates. Murder bot does not have friends. Friends happen to murder bot. Um, is this, so, so basically um, the first four books are novellas and we have gotten to see the murder bot um, be coerced and forced into protecting its quote unquote friends when it just wants to watch. It's $35,000 worth or hours worth of media content that it hacked its government module to do. So that would be like (laughs) if your brain, if your brain had downloaded all of the Netflix catalog 
and you just hacked your programming so that you could like watch hours and hours of the Great British Bake Off <laughs> and Orange is the New Black. <laughs> so um, now this is the first, it's book five, and this is the first um, full-length novel. I am so excited. This, this series has so much heart. Um, don't let the name of it confuse you. There is, there's some real heartwarming, like, oh my God, I'm going to cry moments. But it's almost like, it's, it's like we talk a lot on this podcast about found family. Yay. And and the importance of books that we, you know, with found family. I, I like to think of this as more like um, happened family because it didn't find this family. This family just sort of happened to it. And now, and now it's associates, not friends, but associates is in, they're in trouble. And the murder bot has to now stop watching its shows and go and figure out a way to save these friends. Um, so again, it's Network Effect, Murderbot Diaries number one by Martha Wells. And May 5th, this series is so great. The four novellas, you can easily catch up. I, I just need everyone to read these books because they're, they are so delightful and warm I don't know. and friendly and awesome. So I am surprised that Mika actually got her email in faster than mine. Cause I thought I was going to have to hip check people out of the way. Um, because I really want to talk about the first book I'm going to talk about. And so I was pretty close after Mika this time. And usually I'm like one of the last Shannon's always like very sweetly, like, um, there are some of you who haven't quite been in your, you know, may picks or your picks. And I'm always like me, you know, I'm always really bad about it. Cause I always, cause I'd rather be reading books than looking for them. But anyway, this month, you have to like, look for them in order to read them. I know, but these aren't out yet. So like my priority in life is always the ones that are out already. But anyway, <laughs> That's neither here nor there. But in this instance, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I have to like email right away because I have to be the one to talk about Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. And Sarah's no! going to quote that one and I know it. <laughs> so I was very quick and crafty and I didn't tell her it was coming out. I thought maybe she wouldn't see the list for a little while. I didn't see the list for a little while. So that's the only reason why you got that over on That's me. right. Bam. <laughs> so anyway, we are talking about um, Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner, who is like one of my favorite authors of all time. And originally, until about 5.3 minutes ago, I thought this book was coming out on May 5th. But apparently it has been moved and the book will be coming out on May, uh, May 19th. Either way, I'm really excited about it because it is a book about the complexities of female friendship. It's a book oh. about forgiveness. And those are like some of my favorite things on the planet. So we have two women, Daphne and Drew. And they were like the bestest of the besties. And then something that I do not know happened to break them up. Six years later, Daphne hasn't even like social media stalked out of hate, her former best friend Drew. So imagine her shock when Drew reaches out to her and contacts her to beg her to be her maid of honor at her big splashy wedding in the summer. <laughs> and Daphne's like, what the hell? Like, I don't you know, and, and basically in the past in high school, Drew always could hold on to everything she wanted except friendship. And 
as the, as the um, synopsis describes her, Daphne was sort of like the self-effacing sidekick. Well, who the hell as an adult wants to be the self-effacing sidekick? Because I know I sure don't. And so now, you know, Daphne kind of has her stuff together. Like she's, you know, um, she's an uh, uh, Instagram uh, plus-sized influencer. And she's kind of like got her own gig going on. And then here comes Drew trying to reel her back in. And she's like, please, please. Be my maid of honor. There's lots of single men. Um, so there's going to be this huge, splashy society wedding um, at a Cape Cod mansion. And Daphne just, Daphne? Daphne. Daphne <laughs> just, <laughs> I love Daphne. I go out to brunch with her like every week. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and she totally was like, I, you know, she just has to kind of go because like, why wouldn't you go? And so basically through all of this and through this, this, this huge wedding, um, hopefully, perhaps, if Drew is worthy of Daphne, perhaps they will, um, you know, repair the friendship that was broken six years ago. So I am stoked. I cannot wait. I love reading books where like the, the shy kind of retiring friend kind of like grows like a massive set while the two friends are apart and is able to stand up for herself and like has her own thing going on and you know, I, I love books like this. So I'm really looking forward to reading this. I love Jennifer Weiner. She never disappoints me. And so either on May 5th or more likely May 19th, I encourage you to lock yourself away and read Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. <laughs> Jennifer yes. Weiner is a goddess. She is like one of the best writers ever. And I have read nothing but like urban fantasy and paranormal, but I will throw all of that in the closet and grab her book with both hands and read it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I know. Me too. Jennifer Weiner is fantastic. <clears throat> so I am back again with the new Kira Cass. So a long time ago, like 2007, maybe? I can't remember exactly when the selection came out, but she wrote this phenomenal series, kind of like The Bachelor, but for young adults and with royalty and I loved it so much it was originally supposed to be a trilogy then it grew into this five book series it's amazing I love the selection so this is Betrothed and it's a new series that also is featuring royals um, it comes out on May 5th and it has some similarities to the selection so if you are part of the selection fan club you will probably be very happy to dive into the betrothed. Our heroine is a young woman named Hollis, and she has grown up at this castle, kind of vying for <coughs> the attention of the king and the prince, and it's just very important to kind of not be under the radar here. And there's all these other women who kind of are, are vying for this attention as well, but it turns out that Hollis is the one who has caught the prince's attention. So what happens when you've lived all of your life, like wishing for this thing? You know, you're, you're going to eventually you know, marry the prince and one day be crowned queen and all these things are fabulous. So what happens when you have been living all your life, like wanting this one thing, and then just when you're on the cusp of receiving it, you realize that maybe it's not what you wanted after all. So Hollis apparently meets a commoner that she falls pretty hard for. 
And now she's kind of forced to choose, like, does she want this glitzy, glamorous life in the palace? Or will she leave that behind and follow her heart? So I really want to know because Kira Cass is amazing. And I, I've just, I've loved everything else that she's done. So I'm so excited for this. This is The Betrothed, The Betrothed, book one by Kira Cass. And it is out on May. <clears throat> Has no one here read the beautiful selection series? Nope. I haven't read it. No. I know. I've heard of it because I have a friend who loved all the books. I feel like the girl had like a weird name, like America or something. America. Is that right? Yes. yes. Um, America. But I, my my dear friend, kept trying to tell me I would love it. I'm like, eh, it's young adult, and I never read it. So, um, oh, the beautiful. That's my selection. bias showing. Yes. Ooh. Oh wait, did they wear leather and go to a club? Asked Sarah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they didn't. But not. really, I don't believe it. I just had to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next book that I'm going to talk about is The Wife Stalker by Liv Constantine, and it comes out on May 19th. So this book is about two women, Piper and Joanna. Piper is this 30-something-year-old woman who has come into this community, and she's got her eye on a man named Leo. And she really, really likes Leo, and she loves everything about him, but he's got a wedding ring on, and she doesn't like that so much. <laughs> um, but from her past, she knows that wedding, like marriage, really, they don't last. So she's got her eye on this guy. Meanwhile, Leo's been going through this like big depression, and he's starting to show signs of getting better and he's he's starting to pay attention to his two children um evie and steli i think that's their names are and joanna his wife is really really happy to see this and she's like really excited that maybe they're gonna have this uh, more exciting life because he's starting to come back to them but she learns that he, it's not really them that's got his attention, but it's Piper. And this is kind of obviously makes her really upset. And she learns that Leo, he's decided that he is going to leave Joanna. And um, she, like, he's willing to leave everything behind, like leave all of their um, life behind. But it looks like he's going to take their children. But he says to Joanna that, of course, she'll be able to see the kids, so don't worry about it. But Joanna's pretty upset by all this. And so she decided that she's going to try and figure out something, like she's going to learn more about Piper and see if maybe there's some hidden secrets that uh, might turn Leo away from her. While she does this, she learns some pretty disturbing things. And she starts talking to her psychologist and lets him know that she thinks that her kids and her husband are at risk. But her psychologist kind of says, oh, you're just paranoid. So 
I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, is it paranoia or is there really something sinister about this piper? Um, so it's The Wife Stalker by Liv Constantine, and it comes out on May 19th. Does anybody remember The Fixer Upper by Mary Kay Andrews? Yes, it has the old lady in it. Pickles oh. somebody. Mrs. Pickleheimer or something, right? Who <laughs> won't leave the house? That she's like she's the squatter. Is that the fixer upper? I think so. That one made this me is until I almost wet my pants. That was so funny, that one. <laughs> I think I may have to buy it and reread it, the fixer upper, which is not the book I'm talking about. But I remember reading that in my twenties when I had just first started my like big kid job. And I would read it like after work and I would tell my coworkers about it. And it was like one of those books that like you laugh out loud and it's like the most unattractive, like, ha, 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 ha. like <laughs> it's not a good laugh. And um, you just can't, it's like a cackle. But um, Mary Kay Andrews has her new book coming out on Yay. May 5th. I know I'm dying. And I um, inadvertently, um, I guess, made like an awful ex exhalation during Shannon's most recent thing, uh, recent um, <laughs> book discussion when she was being Natalia, because I was cracking up reading my synopsis and reviewing it for Hello Summer, which is the newest book by Mary Kay Andrews. I guess you would say, Hello, Summer. Um, it is coming out May 5th. And I cannot wait. I feel like she is the queen of the beach town story. So this book is about a woman named Conley who used to work for the Silver Beacon Gazette, I think. Silver Bay Beacon, a newspaper. Sorry, Silver Bay Beacon. And she, like, left it in a rearview mirror, like, drove off to bigger and better things. And then she was supposed to get, like, this killer job in D.C. at a big paper. And somehow that job went up in smoke. We don't know how yet because we haven't read the book. But she has to return in disgrace to the Silver Bay Beacon that her sister <laughs> runs. <And> oh, dear. <laughs> no. So it's going to be all this sister <laughs> drama, which I can't wait for. Um, I love sister drama when and off, you know, I don't like it. Like if one sister's wicked or something, but you know, cause it's Mary Kay Andrews, like they'll work it out eventually. But her sister is trying to keep the silver Bay beacon afloat and she sticks poor Conley, this big shot reporter. She has to have like the advice column. She has to answer it. It's called hello. <laughs> summer. <laughs> so she's like dealing with all this malarkey. But then, and I just wanted to put the word malarkey in there, but then she witnesses an accident of this, like, beloved war hero with a shady past, and it Whoa. ends with a congressman's death. Whoa. As she's delving into the story, it gets darker and darker, and as an old, as an old flame causes trouble, a new one ignites sparks. And suddenly this beach town is a hot spot of excitement. So if anybody has read Mary Kay Andrews, her books are really, really clever and just so funny. And 
they're just delightful and they fill my heart with joy. And again, I think this is another um, contemporary, not urban fantasy that I'm going to like throw my credits at and buy on Audible as soon as it's available. Because I really feel like during this time right now, we could probably use a little humor and Mary Kay Andrews always delivers. So if you want to read something that may make you laugh, but may also make you scream a little bit, because sometimes she does put in some good little mystery stuff, definitely pick up Hello, Summer by <laughs> Mary Kay Andrews, which will hopefully be coming out on May 5th. So, Sarah, you just gave me a really good segue for my next oh. book, because <laughs> it is also Southern fiction. Um, but very different from this. So this is Old Love Good Girls by Gail Godwin, and it comes out on May 5th. And I have talked on the podcast before about Unfinished Desires by Gail Godwin, which is one of the best like Southern boarding school books that anyone has ever written. So this one also talks about a school in the South, but it is a college this time. And we follow two girls who are kind of unlikely friends. They're paired up as roommates and no one really knows how this is going to go, but they end up becoming kind of instant friends, even though like when you look at them, you don't really understand the commonalities. And this friendship serves them both really well for a long time. But what no one realizes is that it's not like the super fun, laid back, supportive kind of friendship that everyone perceives it to be, because there are actually some darker undertones here. There are things that bind these young women together that they are not willing or able to talk about with the rest of the world. Now, eventually, some of these things kind of come to light and people's lives are upended. So one of the things that I love most about Gail Godwin is her ability to really look deep into like the relationships that women have with one another. And I think, you know, we, we want to talk about supportive women. Like we, we don't always like the idea of like women being catty and kind of playing one against the other. But unfortunately, that is a part of the way some women relate to one another. And even when there are a lot of good things about a friendship, there can also be these kind of less than stellar aspects of the relationship that kind of simmer beneath the surface. And I love her ability to kind of bring these a little bit more like into the open without glorifying them or making it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, this is how everyone wants to be. But by just kind of showing us that we don't always get along with all the women in our lives, even if we really want to, and even if that's something that we strive for. Her writing is just so, so excellent. I feel like she's able to get into the hearts and souls of her characters in a way that not, not every author is able to do. So I've always been a big fan of hers. And she hasn't had a new book in quite a while. So I'm very, very excited. It makes me sad that the Goodreads, the Goodreads ratings on this are pretty low right now. So I'm hoping that when this book comes out, people realize how stellar it is and that they will go up. But this is Old Love Good Girls. And it is by Gail Godwin. And it comes out on May 5th. May 5th sounds like an excellent day. 
It is. And it better not get pushed back. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Uh, oh, by the way, with the Murderbot uh, thing, the show was actually called Sanctuary Moon. Oh, Sanctuary Moon. So my friend found it for me because I just could not remember it. And she couldn't remember it. So she was really good and she found it for me. Well, that was um, very nice. Yes. I have good friends. So this book, again, tripping over myself. Not as much for this book as I did for Murderbot, but still. I am a huge Nora Roberts fangirl, and um, this is Yay! her. This is her romantic suspense <laughs> summer book, because we all know that Nora writes four books a year, and yeah. and this is the big summer book. Um, so this one is called Hideaway. Um, it comes out on May twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and so I feel like. I feel like this book is probably going to scare me a little bit. Um, so this book deals with a, a child actress named Caitlin Sullivan. And she's kind of like the Hollywood royalty because I guess her parents are really famous. Um, but she ends up being, she ends up being abducted from her home um, when she's, when she's 10 and, uh-huh. um, and she ends up escaping. That's not a, that's not a spoiler. That's literally in the blurb. Um, so she ends up escaping and she ends up finding a, making it to a home of Dylan. And I, I'm assuming that since he's named that he'll be the love interest. <laughs> um, and Dylan and his parents like rescue her and take her in and reconnect her with her loved ones. And it sounds like a sweeping kind of novel because it goes from that to being sheltered and sequestered in Ireland for a while so that she can kind of heal, but she's also really restless. And then um, trying to heal from that trauma and then coming back to the States in order to reclaim her life. Um, At the end of the blurb is like, two seeds were born that day. One of a great love and one of a great great vengeance. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I am here. Give me these vengeance seeds. I need a vengeance plant. Um, I like the great love scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. But I'm really excited because um, I'm getting, and I, I've not read this book at all. Um, Shannon, have you read this book? No, but I can. I didn't, I didn't mean to make that sound as threatening. <laughs> yes, you oh, did. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was I pretty can. violent. I can read this book. It's on my iPad currently. No, don't. It's yes. on my iPad currently. <laughs> <laughs> you see how we treat our, 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 our hosts, <laughs> our, our fearless leader. Um, but I'm really excited because the vibes that I'm getting from this are like, I love, I love the books where, that she writes where it starts where the person is a child and then they're like yes. a teenager and then they grow up. And this is giving me um, public secrets vibes. Ooh. Oh, that was a good one. Um, where, you know, it's just like this huge sweeping series and every, every character, even the side characters are larger than life. 
I am a little, I do have a little trepidation because the last kidnapping book that I read from Nora Roberts was really dark. Like, oh, it was just like one sundown. of the sundown. It was I good. Love that it was book. so dark. Like, dark That's my favorite. Her usual work. Um, but I think that it's going to be really, really good and really sweeping. And should I actually ever be able to pick up a book again, I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will be looking forward to this one. So again, that is, uh, oh God. Oh yeah. Okay. Again, that book is Hideaway by Nora Roberts. It's her standalone romantic suspense novel and it comes out on May the 26th. Yay. After Memorial Day. So read it. So I first learned about this author that I'm going to talk about her new book in a second here in like, it was either 2006 or 2007 because I wrote about the book in my journal because I loved it so much. Um, and the, the, the first book I ever read by Marissa De Los Santos was Love Walked In. And I, it was, I felt like it was like my first like true grown-up sort of more like women's fiction type novel. And I loved the shifting uh, points of view between the two different characters and just the writing style. And I loved everything about it. And so she's kind of remained on my radar since then. And um, now uh, her newest book is coming out on May 12th and it's called I'd Give Anything, Love Walked In number four. And this book looks really good to me. So basically it's about uh, a girl, her name is Ginny. And she kind of has, it sounds like she's just beloved by her friend. She has like like a spirited sort of like adventurous type of personality. And then um, one night when she's 18 and the whole town is cheering on the high school football team, um, somehow um, the, the, audit, the school auditorium is set ablaze. And Whoa. her best friend, Gray, the best friend's father, who's a firefighter, dies in this fire. Oh, and no. the majority of oh. the town, I know, right? And the majority of the town assumes that the one responsible for setting the fire is this sort of um, troubled teen named Daniel York. Oh my God, I'm going to love it already. But I know, but Ginny knows something about what really happened that night. And this knowledge basically uh, sets her on a path that kind of keeps her uh, isolated from her friends because she just, and they kind of grow apart because she just can't kind of handle this knowledge. So Ginny meets this quiet man and they get married and have a daughter named Avery and 20 years go by and she lives in her hometown under the radar, doesn't talk to her friends, cares for her, um, her mother Adela, who sounds like a piece of work. <laughs> and, you know, everything's sort of just like kind of moving along in a, you know, quietude until suddenly her, her husband, this quiet man named Harris, Uh, she discovers he's involved in some sort of scandal. And basically it throws her quiet, ordered life all into chaos. And then all of a sudden, things from that night so long ago begin to come to light. And with the help of her daughter, Avery, who's now 15, Ginny tries to kind of piece her life back together. And this book looks like everything I need right now. Like I love books that are kind of like this where time elapses and secrets are kept and you know, that they kind of leak out later. So this again is I'd give anything. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. This again is I'd give anything by Marissa De Los Santos. Uh, 
uh, Love Walked In, number four, and it comes out on May 12th. This sounds so good. Like, I know. What? I've never read anything. I've never read anything by this author. And every time a book comes out, you rave. And I always mean to read her. And then something's always. Have you read Love Walked In? On the bright side, I I haven't either. On the bright side, you can read Love Walked In one through three. I know. You can. And they're so beautiful. I was so young when I read it. Like, I was like 25 or 26. I'm like, I know it was really good. And I remember loving it. And I haven't read it again. And I think she owns like a coffee shop or something. Like, I don't know why she does. Yeah. Yes, she does. <laughs> so I need to go back and reread it. But like, I just, her writing was really um, subtle and imaginative. And she really captured the nuances of, um, in this other book, like the 30 something heroine and the young teenage, like other heroine. Yes. And had two very distinctive voices for each character. You never got confused about who you were reading about. And so I'm assuming with, um, with Ginny and her daughter, Avery, it's going to be the same. And I'm just really excited to read this. Are, like are, they, are, the, are the books like related or is Love Walked In just like the, the theme? So Love Walked In, um, it centers on like a close-knit group of people. So the following books in the series are about different members of this group um some of them are like in you know the next generation like the kids of the people that you originally saw in love walked in um and then some of them are are not it just depends which book we're talking about but i really like being able to reunite with all of the people that you first met so my next book pretty much encapsulates natalia like, just looking at it, <laughs> it is an Italia book. There is no doubt in my mind, for any of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while and have kind of gotten to know a little bit about what some of us prefer, I'm guessing you will also um, be, be quite certain that this is an Italia book. So this is A Good Marriage by Kimberly Noah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And it is... Um, a standalone novel coming out on May 5th. I love Kimberly McCrate. Um, Reconstructing Amelia was the first book I ever read by her, and it was amazing. And then Where They Found Her is her second book, and that one was even better. So I'm really excited for this one. So A Good Marriage is the story of Lizzie, and Lizzie is working kind of not her dream job. She's working long hours at a law firm, and it's just not what she loves. But when she gets a call late in the night from someone that she hasn't heard from in a while, someone who is a really, really good friend of hers, but who she's kind of grown apart from, she really starts to appreciate the way her job can affect the lives of the people that she loves. So she starts trying to help this man named Zach, whose wife has fallen down a flight of stairs and is now dead. And people are saying that Zach is responsible for this, that like he killed her, that it wasn't an accident. And Lizzie isn't really sure what she thinks about this because even though she and Zach haven't been as close as they were, she still feels like she knows him really well and like he just wouldn't kill his wife, right? Like that's just, you don't expect that your good friend is a murderer. So she starts kind of digging into their lives and trying to figure out like what really happened. And she realizes that 
Zach and his wife Amanda were not who she thought they were. And it sort of forces her to call into question her own marriage and like what secrets have she and her husband been keeping just sort of in order to like keep the peace. So I am super excited about this. Kimberly McCreet is such a good writer. Um, she really knows how to like amp up the suspense in very slow increments. Um, I just, I love her so, so much. I'm super excited for this as is Natalia. And it is A Good Marriage. Again, it's by Kimberly McCrate, and it comes out on May 5th. So the next, or I guess my last book that I'm going to talk about is Water's Edge, Meg Carpenter, number two, by Greg Olson. And it comes out on May 28th. So this book is about... Um, May Carpenter, and she is a police officer in a small community. And she's been called out to a scene along with her rookie detective that she's working with. His name is Ronnie. And they are looking into the case of a woman who is found dead, and she's like posed. So she's a, she has red hair. Um, she's, her arms are out to the side, like out on either side of her. Um, she's got ligature marks, like she's been tied up and her hair's all kind of like fanned out around her head and her mouth is kind of like a little bit open and there's this, they find this like kind of little design on a rock beside her. So this reminds Meg of a, a couple other cases that they're dealing with right now where redheaded women have been found dead and posed in this, this, like, this kind of way. And they have this like design on something that's next to them. So Meg and Ronnie are kind of looking into this case and while doing this, Meg starts getting these, like, messages from somebody who knows something about her past, and they're trying to tell her that they're gonna, they're gonna reveal it, and this makes her very nervous, because she really doesn't want people to know about her past, and we kind of learned a little bit about it in book one. So, while this is all happening, another woman is found dead and posed in the same manner. And her and Ronnie, they're kind of scrambling, trying to solve this case. But while they're doing this, somebody is watching them. So I guess the one question that they kind of leave us with is, will they find the murderer before the murderer finds them? So hmm. this is Water's Edge, Meg Carpenter, number two, by Greg Olson. And it comes out on May 28th. And I am so excited because I really, really liked the first Meg Carpenter book. I have read some of his true crime. Yep. Um, but I've not read any of his fiction. So I really want to check out the first book in this series. It was really good. And I also like his, um, the person's last name is Foster, but I can't remember if it's Nicole Foster. Oh yeah, Nicole Foster. I've seen those. Yeah. 
um, that that series was good as well. I like his writing. So do we know somebody who, in our sphere of people that we know and love, who basically Instagrams their whole life and, like, lives on social media? I mean, and- that's kind of like me. That I mean, I Twitter <laughs> my whole life, <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> Am I going to regret this after the synopsis? Well, <laughs> How about I tell you about this book that looks really interesting to me, and you tell me if this is you. Okay, Mika? Okay. All right. Okay. So this book is by an author that I haven't read, and I was actually just kind of skimming through um, books to be released soon on Audible because I was desperately looking for a, a new read, and... I was captured first by the title, which is The Bright Side of Going Dark. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And the author's name is Kelly Harms, I believe. And this book is coming out on May 12th. And the story is about Mia, who lives her whole life on social media. So that's her life. She, she's, this presence and she has a celebrity dog and a gorgeous fiance and she is planning her like amazing wedding completely paid for by sponsors that will be like online for everyone to see. I need this life, but but without the groom. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, unfortunately, typically I think like a lot of people who basically Instagram and everything their whole lives. So it looks beautiful on social media. Her life off camera is really not that great. And her fiance leaves her, but she still goes ahead with the wedding to please her sponsors. So she's like jilted. Don't ask me how this wedding thing's going to work because I haven't read the book yet, but she goes through with it even without her fiance. And then she's had enough she chucks her phone off a cliff. I'm not sure if it's metaphorical or if it's a real cliff. <laughs> I, I want to say it's a real cliff because that'd be way more exciting, right? Yeah, I think it would be a lot more like symbolic if she chucked it off a real cliff yeah. into the rolling waves. Yes. Yes. And she decides to go off and live her life and find love not being online. But here's the thing. There's this techie, techie hacker, and her name is Paige. Oh. <laughs> and Paige's half-sister, Jessica thinks that Mia is just the most amazing thing. And Jessica really needs something to like inspire and motivate her. So Paige hacks into Mia's um, social media presence and starts posting pictures and starts kind of like living her online persona. But she gets a little too bold and gets caught And the ramifications can affect Paige and Mia and possibly teach them some real life lessons. So to me, I, I've never read this author, but this synopsis really grabbed me. Maybe it was just a clever title. I'm not sure, but I, I was really, really interested. And I really do think I'm going to give this book a a try and see how good it is because we all know those people who 
are like, hold on, I'm going to video. Uh, I'm going to take a picture. Hold on. And they like, it's like their whole life. Like for my viewers, has- for my followers. Oh yeah. For my followers. And they like, <laughs> their, their whole life is like social yes. media. And I'm like, dude, and I always say to people, like, I bet you like when they turn the camera off, like they open up the closet in their house and like everything falls out and like, they, <laughs> like I eat the best. Yep. You know, they hide everything behind the couch so they can take a picture of their perfect living room or like they're trying to like talk about how great their kids are and like their kids are like, I hate you and like fighting and you know, but the pictures look beautiful. <laughs> and I am not one of those people, but the, the book looked interesting to me. So it is called The Bright Side of Going Dark. And it is by Kelly Harms, and it is coming out on May 12th. And I will be reading this. Mika, do you have a celebrity dog? Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, technically. (laughs) 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 Don't we all? Celebrity. (laughs) You you know that because, you know, I blogged about our training, right? (laughs) And and I put pictures of her on Facebook. Okay. So my last pick for tonight is Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. And this is kind of a mix of like a gothic novel, like a literary suspense novel. And of course, it takes place in a school because I really like my school-based books. So this is about a young woman who is selected to be part of this very elite, very mysterious school known as Catherine House. And it is located deep in the woods of Pennsylvania. And it's basically reserved for like the greatest of the great people in the world. Um, It's like so few people ever get in here. It's not very well known like in the the public. If you know about it and if you're accepted into it, then you're just like beyond great. So she kind of gets herself sucked into this whole like culture of this school. And she really starts buying into this whole idea that she's really you know, better than everybody, that coming to this school really means that she's better than the rest of the world. But then things start going wrong and she starts to wonder if maybe there are some things about Catherine House that are not as great as she at first thought or as great as the school's administration wants people to think. So this reminds me a little bit of like Carol Goodman's Lake of Dead Languages, um, just based on the synopsis. So I don't know if it's really like that, but that's kind of the feel that the synopsis gives me. So I'm super excited about this. It's Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas, and it comes out on May 12th. I thought about talking about this one, Shannon, because I thought it looked really good too, kind of like those gothic, like, yes. I mean, I, I feel like part of the, and maybe you said this and I just zoned out for half a second, but you give up basically all of your sort of worldly trappings to go and train. Like you don't bring your cell phone. You don't, it's, am I, it's like off the grid college kind of, am I thinking of the yeah, right? I don't know. It doesn't really say that. Oh, I swear it did. Maybe I'm making up stuff now. So I don't know. I could, but it just looks interesting. Like, um, just, you know, very secluded, very elite, very, I don't know, gothic in the middle of the woods, like in Pennsylvania. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sounds creepy. I have to try this. I know. I love creepy. (laughs) So my next book is The Seaside Cafe, book club number one by Rochelle Ehlers. And 
um, that book comes out also on the same book, the same day that the Nora Roberts book comes out. So May 25th. I mean, oh my God. 26. May 26th. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so let me just tell you about Rochelle Ehlers. Um, she is amazing. She writes these intricate family dynamic kinds Ooh. of books. And, um, and the one that I read, it was like this woman was in a, she was overseas and then they had to rescue her and bring her back to the U.S., I believe. And then like she fell in love with this guy who just so happened to have like a super rich family. And the, the thing, I'm just going to segue just for a minute. I'm sorry. So the thing that really struck me at first was that I was just like, oh, this is really unrealistic. This isn't realistic at all. This isn't realistic. And then it it was one of those things that um, I had to kind of hip check myself, I guess, um, because it was the first time that I read a book with an African-American affluent family. Um, whereas like, reading a book, you know, like where most of the books that I've read that have white characters and I don't ever bat an eye at like, you know, your white billionaire oh, hero or, you, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And I'm never like, you know, well, why that's not, how did you make your money or whatever? And so this was the first time that I've ever really read a book about black people that where it was not like, let's just talk about like all of the traumatic things that have ever happened to African-Americans. It was more like we have this sprawling house. It's amazing. We are super rich and wonderful. And it was in, and once I was able to realize why I had like that kind of adverse reaction before when I was reading that book, I was able to not like hop on the realism train so hard. Um, so, so she is, um, so this book in particular is, um, the Seaside Cafe, um, is about a cafe. And honestly, when I first read this blurb, I literally stopped at this part. It was like, this cafe has been around for 30 years, serving, serving all kinds of soul food, like baked macaroni and cheese and butter and buttermilk chicken and waffles. And I literally, Mm. and (laughs) I didn't even read the rest of the blurb before I wrote Shannon and was like, mine. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a good thing. It wasn't like a horror movie or horror series or something. I would have been sad. Um, But Kiana is the proprietress of this cafe. Well, she's coming home. She's, she is nursing her wounds after what the blurb describes as a deep and bitter betrayal. Ooh, no. <clears throat> and, and because of the conversations that she had with a couple of customers at the shop or at the cafe, um, she is, they, she and two of her other friends start a book club each week. Like they get together one day a week on the patio, eat some good food, have some drinks and talk about their favorite books. And if this is not a book bistro, like, oh my God. fantasy life, I don't right? know what it is. <laughs> Can you um, imagine if we all lived in the same vicinity? Oh, my God. It would vicinity, be amazing. And we did this every week. 
Oh, It'd be amazing. We could record the podcast like live from the patio. I'll be yeah. like, I will. I would tell you my third book choice, but um, drinking the sangria. <laughs> and- <laughs> Um, so um and this is not considered i don't know if it's considered a romance or not but it's the category was like a saga um and so she has her two friends one of which is um having an affair with a married politician and then the other of which is um a school teacher who seems to be very unhappy in her life and i think she might be like in a bad marriage so it definitely kind of gave me like you know, in the 90s, there was, like, all these different movies with, you know, like, um, black women where, like, the waiting to exhale and and um, other movies like that where it was all about, like, black women, each of them living, like, a different kind of life, but then, but then each of them, like, being able to come together to support one another. And I'm just really excited. And it sounds like Kayana meets what the blurb describes as a mysterious and reclusive individual. so i'm just all over it i'm excited i i love the idea of like a book club so people talking about the books characters talking about the books that made them i'm really excited because um i'm really excited because you know rochelle rochelle ehlers um this is definitely an own voices book and um and we really get to see like i love the history of like black owned businesses and you know, what that probably means to the community and then to have like, to have these characters who are going through all of these different things get to come together. I'm, I'm just really, really excited. And I love women friendships and it just sounds like it's going to be really good and messy and complicated with flawed, but wonderful characters. And so I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, again, that is, the Seaside Cafe Book Club Number One by Rochelle Ehlers. So, I am really late to the Kennedy Ryan party. Um, Yay, I do, Kennedy Ryan! I, I just started reading her last summer, and I'm embarrassed to say it's because um, Kristen Higgins recommended her. Um, and so, actually, on our podcast last summer, and that's where I yes. discovered. And how I didn't know about Kennedy Ryan before that, I don't know. Um, but I, I haven't been reading a ton of um, contemporary romance, so I guess that's my only excuse is that I just... You're not I embarrassed just, that Kristen Higgins recommended her. You're no, embarrassed to say I'm that you never that read her. I never read her and, and had to get a recommendation from a different author before I even knew who she was. And I love her writing. I think she's amazing. And I'm so excited that she has a new book coming out um, on May 26th. And it's called Queen Move. And I just want it because of the title. <laughs> I know, it's a great <laughs> but, title. Um, basically, it's about two families who are incredibly close. And um, this woman, who remains nameless in the synopsis, um, is best friends with a boy named Ezra. And he was uh, referred to as, like, the awkward duckling um, oh my as God. he grew up. Right. So I'm already like wanting this really badly. So like, but they grew up together. Like they took baths together as like, you know, toddlers. Um, they saved their first kiss for each other. But then like in just an instant, something went wrong, severing the tie between the families. And 20 years later, this awkward duckling boy is now the man that everyone wants, but he's taken 
And oh. so our, our, our heroine, whose name I do not know, um, is sort of in this like dilemma. Like, do I go after what I want? Cause I have the perfect move if I do that. And he's everything that she needs, but he's not available. So, um, I, that's about all I know about this book, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of like, I love like, um, not all the time. Sometimes they get annoying, but I love like the best friend growing up books sometimes. Um, but I also love books with really messy, complicated family dynamics. Um, and it sort of sounds like that's what this is going to be. And I'm really excited to read this again. It's queen move by Kennedy Ryan. And it comes out on May 26th. It's going to be a busy day for books. I don't right? know what I'm going to do. Ugh. I'm going to have to like, I don't know, like draw straws or like pick a number from one to 10. Like I'm not sure how I'm going to pick what I'm going to read, but um, I'm just really happy that, that Kennedy Ryan has a new book coming out. Cause I love her. I Kennedy love her Ryan maker books. I have to yes. read those. Okay. So my last book, I don't think I need to say a lot about it. Are we ready? <laughs> I am ready. It is the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Hunger Games Zero. So the prequel. So can I just say something real quick? Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I've never read the Hunger Games. <gasps> I've Lord. only read the Hunger Games. <laughs> I haven't read the next two. Oh my god! I, I haven't read what? them either. Oh my so god! I, so what I will say is this comes out on May 19th. And it has, I, this is amazing to me, it has almost 14,000 ratings on Goodreads, okay? It's not even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> we know good and well, 14,000 of you have not read that book. Right? Just, exactly. You have just rated it's it just because like you love Suzanne Collins. That's and right. that's not bad. It's fine. I'm just saying, but we know the truth. Because I don't even think there are arcs for this. Like, so I don't know how. 14,000 people were like, this book, yeah. you just know, it's going to be great. Woo! Which I Five understand. Stars. Like, yay book excitement. So I hope it lives up to that. So, Shannon, so we can't even tease you and be like, um, do you have an arc for this? I don't have an arc for this. I, I don't think there were any. Like, is I did not see There is a synopsis. It takes place on the morning of the reaping that will kick <gasps> off the 10th annual Hunger Games. And the protagonist is President Snow. Only he's not president then. Wow. And that's all I will say. Because what else do you need to say about a Hunger Games prequel president that... Snow was evil. Yes. I think time. he kind of was not so great. Oh dear. But maybe now we will know why. So, yeah, it's the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Hunger Games Zero by Suzanne Collins, and it's out May 19th. And that is it. Those are. We're done? We are. We're done. Those are 18. (laughs) 18 (laughs) of the books coming out in May. That Truly, the show book. notes are, are going to be like the expected book <laughs> itself. So Man. someone should just say that you're anticipating the show notes of this podcast, yeah, right. <laughs> which, which is about a novel size as it is. Yes, these, um, 
like the monthly pick episodes are always like huge. They're kind of like a Nora Roberts book from the 90s, kind of like a kind of. saga of yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Stacy, Sarah, Brooke, and Mika for chatting with me tonight and to Natalia <laughs> for picking more books for me to talk about that were fantastic. Thanks as always goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing. And Masterful of course, editing. <laughs> yes. And of course, we thank all of you who join us each week for our discussion of all sorts of great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.